Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello and welcome. I am so glad that you're here. It is Kinsey back with another episode of Kindle and Kerosene. This is episode number 16, which I'm super excited about, and I cannot believe that we are already 16 episodes into this podcast. I really hope that you're finding these episodes helpful and that through it, you're inspired to make positive changes in your life, in all areas of your life. As I was reading through my journals in preparation for this episode today, I came across this quote from John Carlton. He says, no one gets out of here alive. Live your life with gusto. Man, what an appropriate quote to think about as we get ready to wrap up 2020. You know, last week I know that I told you I would talk about my year-end review this week. So that's what I want to just go ahead and jump right into today. So the end of 2020. What a year, right? I don't think that any of us, when we sat down, like at this time last year, and we're thinking about what 2020 would bring, I don't think any of us quite had this year in mind. But it's almost over. Like, I can't believe that January is basically staring us in the eyes, but it is. You know, the end of a year and the beginning of a new year just tends to bring a lot of mixed emotions. Like for some of you, you're excited to get 2020 behind you. I'm sure that all of you, I think we can all say we went through plenty of trials this year. But maybe you went through a specific trial or maybe you made some poor choices. Maybe you didn't accomplish what you set out to accomplish. For others, and I really do believe that these people are out there, you may have had an incredible year and you aren't quite ready to let it go. Maybe you had a positive life event, or maybe you finally decided to be bold and chase your dreams. Whatever it is, whether you're ready to see 2020 go or not, the start of a new year, it just brings something fresh and exciting with it. It's like we have a clean slate, a new chapter, a fresh start. We set out with big goals and intentions and Honestly, on January 1st, like we get up and we usually feel like we can conquer the world. Like we got this. It's a new year. It's going to be different. I really do think that most people will be spending a bit more time sitting down and thinking about what they really want out of 2021. You know, so many people are so set on the fact that 2021 will be so much better than 2020. It's like, I don't know how many times I've heard so far, God, just, we're almost done with this year. 2021 is going to be so much better. It's like they think that 2020 is the bottom and next year can't possibly get any worse. Listen, I get the frustration that this year brought. It was so, so, so hard in so many ways. It was challenging. It was different. It was full of just division But what do you think is going to change in 2021 if you don't change? Whew, I know that stings a little bit, right? 
What do you think is going to change in 2021 if you don't change? I get it. That was a bit bold. But really, what is going to be so different on January 1st or March 1st or next December or 2022 or 2025 if you don't change? Before I get into my review, I just want to remind you that you get to choose what your year will look like. You get to choose that. No, I understand you have, and I have, zero control over what is going on in this crazy world. I get it, trust me. And we are living in a time unlike any of us have ever experienced or lived before. But that doesn't have to consume you, right? You don't have to be consumed by the world around you. You can still get up every single day and make a difference. You can still chase your dreams. You can be bold. You can have the best year of your life regardless of what is happening in the world around you. That's a true statement. And I hope that you find that incredibly encouraging. You can have the best year of your life regardless of what is happening in the world around you. We aren't going to wake up on January 1st to a brand new life in a perfect world. Guys, we're not. We can choose to have a fresh start, but if we don't intentionally make changes in our life, we will likely see a repeat of 2020 and 2021. And then again in 2022 and 23 and so on and so on. Guys, I want you to be excited about the new year. I do. But I also want you to understand that through your choices and actions, you can make this a great year or you can sit there at this time next year and blame everything and everyone about why your year sucked so bad. So guys, we have a choice to make and I would encourage you to choose to have an amazing year. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now about choosing, but choose to have a great year, right? On to my year in review. So what got this whole process started is just thinking like, how can we properly approach a new year and new changes and new goals without taking the time to look back? Right? How can we decide to move forward if we aren't really sure where we've been? And this is where the year in review is so incredibly helpful. I just started this process a few years ago, and it has been the single most helpful process as I look ahead. And actually, I clearly remember the first year that I did this year in review. It was already January. I think it was pretty much mid-January, and I was cleaning the house, and I like vividly remember it, right? I'm standing on a chair dusting my blinds in our master bedroom. Like I, I don't know why I remember this so clearly, but that's how impactful this has been in my life. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about a year in review. And the year that I had just left behind was a year where I had just really felt stuck in so many areas of my life. I was personally feeling very unsettled. I had this itch for a change and I honestly had a pretty negative outlook on my life as a whole. I was kind of stuck in this whole like next year is going to be better, but I'm not willing to change kind of thing. And so I had big goals for the year and I had written them down and I had thought through them, but they felt really, really, really out of reach. 
it was like I was working really hard, but I was never really getting in the right direction or I never felt like I was making traction. It was like I was throwing a dart to the dartboard after like being spun around and like being blindfolded the whole time and just like throwing the dart. Who knows where it's going to land, right? I had no idea where I was. I had no idea where I'd been and really no idea where I was going. That was the first year that I did a yearly review and I've done it every year since. And it's honestly one of my favorite things to do because it just, I don't know, I enjoy it uh, at this point. It's not necessarily like a chore. I think it feels like a chore when I first sit down, but then when things start flowing and I start thinking back and I start celebrating, it just becomes like this fun process. And sure, it is tough in some ways because it requires you to come face to face with things that maybe you set out to do but didn't quite start or finish. But it's also just a really fun celebration of all of the good things that happened. So as I begin to look at and think about what I want to accomplish in the coming year, I just start by taking a look back at the previous year. Because by taking a look back, you can reflect, you can learn and move on, honestly, from last year as you prepare for a brand new year. And in fact, if you're serious about change in your life, I would argue that this is a 100% necessary process to go through for a long-term change to actually take place, right? So reflection, to reflect, it means to think quietly and calmly. So if you've never taken the time to look back at your year, I challenge you just to find like 30 minutes at some point this week or next and just look back. You know, for me, this happens by myself, 100% by myself, usually in the morning with a great cup of coffee or maybe if it's in the evening, maybe I pour a nice glass of wine and I just get out like a crisp, clean journal. I remove distractions, I grab some fun pins and I force myself to just kind of get real. And then I start asking questions. Like I have to get my mindset right. Like, okay, Kenzie, it's time to get real right? It's time to like not pretend, not like make excuses, nothing like that. Like we got to get real. And then I just start asking myself some questions. And these include things like, you know, what went well this year? Where could I have improved? Did I reach my goals? What did I enjoy most? What did I not enjoy? Where was I bold or courageous? Where did I stop short because of fear? How have I grown? What has changed in me? Who have I impacted? And I'm going to break down the process a bit for you because if you've never done a year in review, it's a little bit daunting to like start looking at the details. So it's easy to skip over everything and just write down a general like, I did okay on this. Next year I'll do whatever, fill in the blank. This review is for you and only you, unless obviously that you decide to share it. But The point of this whole thing is to learn and laugh and celebrate and prepare to move forward. So the process, when I sit down to look back at my year, I just follow a very simple process, like keep it simple, right? And obviously you can use whatever process works for you, but I'm just simply listing the process I follow as a guideline just to help you get started because it's really, really simple, like I said, and it works really, really well. So here are kind of the steps that I go through when I'm ready to reflect on the the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of last year. And the first is just clear your head. And I know I already said this, but seriously, right, you got to clear your head. You need to sit down somewhere quiet for this exercise. 
You've got to eliminate distractions so that you can actually focus because you're going to have to like pull things out of your brain, right? You can't have a million things happening around you and still think back like, hmm, what happened last January or what happened last February or September, whatever it is. So for me, it means I just get up early or stay up a little bit late and sit down at the kitchen table or on the couch and I just kind of start writing. Listen, if my kids are running around or my phone is singing with alerts, like there is no way I can really concentrate. And honestly, what I'll do is I'll just rush it to get it done. I know myself. So that's why I have to be by myself. So do yourself a favor if you're actually going to put the time and effort into a year in review and turn your phone off and just go somewhere by yourself. And then I want you to start to think about your life as a set of departments. If you sit down and just look at your life as a whole and try to reflect Chances are that you will come up with like a very generic reflection that really doesn't accomplish much. So it's like a whole life. It's like overwhelming, honestly, if you just think about your whole life. So instead, think of your life as a company with like multiple departments. So for me, I break my life into the following departments. They're personal, professional, family, and then relationships, spiritual health, and finance. And this allows me to think about each specific area instead of allowing everything to blur together. For real, like a lot happens in a year. You've got to break it down so that you can actually process parts of your life, which when you put together equal the whole, right? Different parts of your life equal the whole life. I know that for me, I'll put a focus usually on the biggest thing going on in my life, which in 2020 was our business because it had so many changes happening. And what that'll make me do is accidentally skip over something like my health or my relationships. So I have to really write them all down so that I I don't miss anything. And then once I get my life broken into the departments, I start to write down my wins. And I always, always start with my wins. And I would suggest that you do the same. Wins are fun. They remind us that even if we think the year as a whole was terrible and awful, like there were still some good moments. Even if it's a struggle for you to find them, I encourage you to dig because they are there. I promise they are. Some of us might just have to look a little harder than others. And these don't have to be like huge wins with earth shattering results to write them down. Think about any relationships that grew, any progress that you made maybe with your finances or any gains you made in your health. And I like to find at least three wins in each department. Some departments are easier to rattle off wins, while others can take a little more, little bit more reflection. But then I just simply write them down. And I want you to be specific here with your wins, because it's kind of like writing out gratitude. The more details you can write down, the better. You want to go back to that win, right? You want to think about how you felt. Allow yourself to go back and relive each and every single win that you write down. It sounds like totally cheesy, I know, but guys, we need this. We need this. We need to be reminded of the good. And as I'm writing down my wins, I make sure to include things that I enjoyed throughout the year. Maybe that was a family vacation or a trip with your spouse. And maybe you learned to cook some amazing meals or you learned a new skill. Maybe you made it a point to laugh more or to have a tea party with your kids. Maybe you took advantage of the time at home and slowed down. Maybe you've been able to work from home instead of spending an hour commuting to work every day. These are all wins, so don't forget them. 
And again, I love to start with my wins because even if I think that the year as a whole was not so great, and this seems to be like a very common theme, at least this year, I often find that I had a lot of wins throughout the, around, uh, throughout the year. So after I get my year or my wins done, I start to write down what didn't go so well, what didn't go so well in each department. I try not to keep a negative tone at all when I journal, but when I look back at the year, I know that it's vital to face things that didn't go so well. When you start to think about where you could have done better, you must be honest. I'm going to say that again. You have to be willing to be absolutely 100% open and brutally honest with yourself here. Is it comfortable? Absolutely not. Not at all. But it's a really, really important part of the process. Remember, and I just said this, this reflection is for you, not for anybody else. So be truthful and be honest with where you could have done better. And again, even with what didn't go so well, write down like details here. Be as detailed as possible. Here's the biggest key though, because it's really easy to default. So here is the biggest key when you're writing down what didn't go as well as you wanted. Do not, under any circumstances, make excuses. Again, no excuses here. This is not what this is. It is what it is. It doesn't matter what the circumstance was or why you didn't do what you said you do. No excuses. Just write. At this point, honestly, it doesn't matter why you didn't save money. If that was a loss for you, write it down. If you gained 20 pounds, just write that down. Like, don't waste your time writing down every excuse about like, why you didn't exercise or why you've had to eat fast food four nights a week. No excuses here. As you look back, the excuses don't matter, so don't even waste your time coming up with them. So a few things to think about. Where did you waste time? What did you do that you didn't enjoy? Are there any areas where you know you should improve? Did you move towards your goals? What did your overall outlook and attitude look like? What barriers did you allow to stand in your way? Where did you find yourself constantly making excuses? Where did you allow your circumstances to stand in your way? I don't put a number on my losses here. I just simply try to really think about what didn't go as well as I would have liked in each department. I might end up with like one loss in a certain area and 10 in another. And it really doesn't matter because again, this is for you. What matters is that you're honest. So once you get your wins, once you get like what could have gone better, or I don't really like to use the word losses, if you will, I guess you could, but use it very loosely, say your wins and things you could have done better, just kind of start to put it all together. So take a few minutes, sit back and read through what you wrote in each department. Ask yourself, like, is this a pretty accurate reflection of my year? Did I miss something? Remember to be detailed in your wins and losses, because when you are, it puts the whole picture together much easier. So I like to end with a brief summary of my thoughts on the year. And I've talked about this with a lot of people before, but this is why I love this process so much. Um, Because my 2018 year in review, it completely changed my life. As I sat down that year, I began to see a theme And that theme was a lack of boldness in many, many areas of my life. When I saw it for 2018, I decided to go back and look at 2017. 
my review wasn't as detailed because I was still new to this whole reflection theme thing. And I was also still really new to journaling, I guess. I wasn't quite as fluid in my journaling. But I noticed the same theme. Then I looked back at 2016, which is the first year that I actually did this. And the same theme was there. There was just no boldness, no risk. That 2018 review forced me to take a look at what I really wanted and answer the question of why my actions and choices didn't match what I said I wanted. I was able to sit down and talk with Josh about how I felt and what I saw in my life and our life and just begin to come up with a plan. And we finally decided that 2019 would be the year that we'd put big changes in motion in our life. We decided that we'd move forward and trust the process. And sure, it has been a very bumpy and very challenging road. And we've had some ups and some downs. But when I sat down last year to reflect on the year, a lack of boldness was no longer the theme of my life. Like it had been for so many years. When you put it all together, when you have your entire year looking back at you, you can finally see where you're doing really well and where you can improve. This gives you a great starting point to begin setting your goals and your intentions for next year. If your reflection is on point, now you can begin to look forward. I'm still working through my full reflection for 2020, right? I've got a couple... Uh, days left here and I've got some of it down but my summary isn't quite finished yet you see this process for me personally has gone from a quick 30 minutes for me back when I started in like 2016 where I, I think I pretty much sat in car line with my kid like waiting on my kids for school pickup and did this in the car to now it's more like days and weeks of reflection however I thought it might help if I pulled out a summary from both my 2018 reflection that I was just talking about, but also from last year, from 2019. You should be able to see that it's super simple, but it really summarizes in a few short sentences how I thought my year went. You know, right at the beginning of this 2018 reflection, you're going to see that need to get uncomfortable. That's what I later found to be a lack of boldness as I really started digging. So here it goes. And this is straight out of my journal. So I'm like totally transparent here. But anyway, it says, honestly, 2018 was a major year of learning for me. I'm not incredibly sad to see it go, but I can say that I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself, how to deal with adversity, the danger of getting comfortable, as well as how big of a difference it makes when I simply slow down. When I looked back at my 2018 goals and intentions, my biggest goal for 2018 was to simply be present. I did okay overall, but distraction and multitasking still ruled in many moments and areas of my life. My goals were specific, and overall, I feel like I moved forward in most areas. I have to work on fully trusting the calling that God has put on my life. I can't back down from risk, for it's through risk that we receive our greatest rewards. 2019 is going to be a big year. I can feel it. I don't know what it holds, but I'm ready. So that was what I wrote back in 2018, which feels like an eternity ago. Right, And I could see as I began to look at that and through all of the wins and ways I could do better is, is where I came up with that kind of summary of my year. So there were different things in different areas of my life where I could just see this consistent 
lack of jumping all in. It was like I would wade in a little bit in different areas of my life, but I would never really put myself out there. I would never really take the jump that I was feeling pulled to take. So moving on to 2019, and again, this is like straight from my journal. So uh, here it goes, and hopefully I can read my handwriting. I must have been a little more rushed this year, but it says 2019 was a year of growth, challenge, and change. It was tough in so many ways. It forced Josh and I to face reality and get uncomfortable. We moved. We took a huge risk. We were finally forced to deal with unpleasant realities that we were facing. As a family, we grew closer. At the beginning of the year, I really wasn't sure where we'd be. I could not be more excited or thankful about the direction we're heading. We've still got so much to learn, but if 2019 taught us anything, it taught us to trust God has big plans for us. And then I just kind of wrote this extra little reminder, I believe, um, is what I was going. I can't remember that far back now, but I wrote this as well. It says, God hasn't called me to live in and be paralyzed by fear. He's called me to live a life of boldness, of trust, and of dependence on him. If I'm to do his will, I must be dependent on him. I cannot live independently and still fulfill my purpose. So 2019 was a very different year right? And looking back on it was full of change and learning opportunities and big choices and big decisions. So what I want you to see through that is once you actually look back at your year, you can really make choices and make decisions moving forward, right? It, you can see in kind of a gentle way where you need to change, and where you can improve and where you did well so that as you set your year up, you can accomplish the things that you wanted to, right? So now it's your turn. It's your turn to look back at your year. And I hope that you enjoy this process. I hope that you take the time to actually go through it, to reflect and to learn and to move on. If you approach this with the right mindset, I think that you'll find that this exercise is really a lot of fun. It has the ability to teach you so much about yourself. It also forces you to get quiet with nothing but your own mind, which is something that many of us don't do ever, if not like, we, I know we definitely don't do it often enough. And like I said, I implemented this practice a few years ago, and I always enjoy going back to the year or two before and reading my reflections. It really just is a reminder of how much I've grown and it always encourage me, encourages me to keep moving forward, right? If you do it too, you might just find like an aha moment throughout the year. So get your pen out and open your journal and start looking back. Celebrate your wins and be honest with your losses. Allow yourself to learn from your year so that 2021 can be your best year yet. And that's what I've got for you guys this week. There will not be an episode next week. I'm actually taking the week off to hang out with my family for Christmas, but I'll plan to catch back up with you the following week as I talk through setting goals and intentions for the new year. I hope that you and your family have a very Merry Christmas I also hope that you're enjoying these talks and that they're making a difference for you. My hope is that they're challenging you and encouraging you to reach and just go beyond what's comfortable. Know that you were not made just to go through the motions of life. 
You were made to make a difference in some way. You're a powerful return on investment. So know that you're worth the time it takes to work on you. Whether that means showing up for your workouts or taking time to journal or allowing for 20 minutes of quiet time each day, you're worth it. Let me know how your reflection goes. I encourage you to embrace this process, celebrate, and learn. I hope you have an awesome day and week. And remember that action always beats a perfect plan. So find something today that you can do to move forward, regardless of how small it seems to be. And then start thinking about your year. Get your coffee and put the pen to the paper. I'm here if you need anything from me. I'll talk to you guys after Christmas. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me on social media at Fixed On Fitness. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Go have an awesome day.